Well, a very good afternoon and welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on CRCFM. Well, as the old saying goes, demographics is destiny. And if that is indeed true, by crunching the numbers and cataloging the participation of GA players in this county, it will give us a very good picture of what the future will hold in terms of football here in Mayo. Well, to discuss this, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Mayo Vice Chairperson Con Moynihan. Con, very good afternoon and welcome to the show. Thanks, Minik. We've been thanks for having me on. Firstly, can you tell us exactly about this demographics program that is being undertaken? Is it by the GA itself or more specifically here in the county alone? Um, well, there was, there is a demographics, uh, I suppose, group in Crow Park at the moment, and they, they, are, they did a study um, last year and they had they piloted four counties. Um, Mayo wasn't one of them, but I suppose uh, realistically the background to it is that um, over the past, I suppose, since 2012, we, we've been collecting the various board and old chairman, Mike Kennelly, Seamus Tui and myself, over the, those years, have, we're con- collecting uh, numbers of under 8s, 10s and 12s. And that was mainly for, for cool camps and for go games, just to make sure that, that when we were setting up divisions and teams that there were uh, as near to competitive-wise with numbers, not, not competition, as we could possibly get so that if if players turned up in venues that there'd be enough to play each other that you wouldn't have uh, a big club travelling to a smaller club, etc. And um, over time, that was expanded then to include um, under 8s to under uh, 18s. And that was based on the... Again, it was for it was for competition purposes for under 14s and under 16s and minors so that we'd have... Um, we, u- we used three bases of... Uh, to set up leagues each year, there was the the numbers in the in the clubs, the numbers of players that clubs had, uh, their previous history in the competitions, and then if there was a, a geographic area uh, to look at as well. So I suppose over the past five years, as board and old chairman from 2015 onwards, when COVID uh, arrived, I suppose last year, uh, I we had a discussions earlier on in in, in the year. We would look at the, at the demographics in the county. So when I had time, I suppose during COVID, when we had no games, I uh, gathered all these tables together and sort of commenced doing, gathering, collating all the information that was gathered over the years by various different people in relation to cool camp numbers, playing numbers, um, numbers in schools and things like that. So um, it took a couple of months to put it together and then we had football back. And so over the winter then, I just collated it up to, into the, the report that we have that we sent out to clubs last month uh, for discussion. And could you tell us about that report and the findings that you would have uncovered considering it was an eight-year eight time frame from 2012 up to just last March in terms yep. of the report that came out? What were the key, key findings? Um, I suppose we're taking in probably the, the fact that when we started in 2012, they, it coincided with the fact that the Mayo senior team uh, began this, I suppose, odyssey, of, for want of a better word. You know, they've been in, we've, any, any child who have, that, was the, that was born in 2004, that's uh, 17 or 18, that's minor age now, um, has witnessed Mayo playing either live in Crow Park or watched them on television in Crow Park. Um, every, nearly every year, 
except 2018. Um, you know, they've they've seen them in league games. They've our average attendance is must be a home game. I'd say our average attendance is eight, nine, ten thousand people. Um, you know, it's a juggernaut senior team, and that has the interest in the county is has is phenomenal. You know, our supporters are are, are fantastic supporters, and that has you know we've we looked at it and we found that you know um, nearly every second child in national school is involved in a GA club of some description uh, in, in the county. Um, the you know we've the this our, our our rural clubs have made great strides in in, in retaining those players you know at at t- and tens twelves um we found that uh you know the, the the benefits of of nursery education that we've we've clubs that introduced their under sixes and under sevens have had really big success in retaining players as they go forward because you know a, a parent brings their six six year old to a to a, a GA club for training. It's the emphasis as with our coaches is completely on fun. Um, you know that's it's the fundamentals. I think is the is the, is the actual coaching um, module. Uh, so that that aspect of their their they're in their their school family their their GA family, um, and it, that goes right through up to probably under fourteen under sixteen, and um, then you know there is that the national. Uh, drop off is is between sixteen and eighteen, and it's 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 much the same in Mayo. It's it's probably a bigger issue in the bigger clubs because again they have more they have more numbers, you know. So what we have looked at is, and again, um, you know what we've what we've taken is the figures, and we've used percentages in in the in the tables and in the documents. So as we it. it Probably makes club less less easier to identify. There is issues in certain clubs. The, the clubs probably know themselves in areas, and it's due to lack of population um, and things like that. Um, in the other areas, and the, probably the biggest uh, uh, finding is that we have you know that nine clubs in the county, like quarter, are, are, are responsible only for quarter of the 25, 35, nine clubs, which is twenty five percent of the clubs are responsible for between thirty five and forty percent of the players, and that is a Huge challenge in itself in relation to our small rural clubs, how we help them survive, and our large urban clubs, how we help them expand and grow and manage uh, the huge playing population they have. You know, um, and again, that goes back to uh, coaching, uh, recruitment, probably in the bigger clubs, and and coach education throughout the county. You know, so that's that's what we're those things. What we're looking at, we're again. Uh, I'll probably repeat myself, but we, we, the document is is a live document. We sent it out to the clubs, um, in the in the last month for discussion. Uh, we, I've got a few responses from different clubs as what their own opinions are. I, it's not a panacea. It's not going to solve every problem that we have, but it's. I think it's it's vital that's out there that clubs can uh, critique it, uh, add to it, take away from it, um, add in their own recommendations. And you know, in general, just just have a discussion about the future of their playing population, if be it uh, the large urban clubs or the small rural clubs. You know what and how to tackle it really, and how to survive. In terms of some of the behemoths within the game, you mentioned nine clubs accounting for the majority, almost the majority of players in the entire county. Is were there any clubs that came up as a surprise that they were able to retain more players than? 
maybe other clubs had been fortunate enough to do so? Um, that's 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 an interesting question, and it, it's probably something that we'll. Uh, it's it's probably a, a, in one of the the issues. I'd say it's there's one we have a, an area where we'll do a facilities audit of clubs uh, later on in the year. Each each club will be it'll be we're just examining what facilities they have and what they they offer, you know, and what their needs are. I suppose going forward in the future and any assistance we can give them in relation to uh, applying for grant funding or apply or or you know prioritizing their needs. Um, I suppose that was probably an area. I think small rural clubs, um, in relation to player retention, have performed way above the national average. And I suppose that's probably a testament to the people involved in the clubs, the coaching ability, the fact that they have um, uh, used their the small base. And again, I suppose it's a it's a, it's a fact that if you have if you have a squad of fifteen or sixteen in a club, you know those lads are getting regular game time. So you know there's a, a, a I think a closer bond there uh, with them. And again, I think with the fact that we you know, over the previous five or six years. We introduced graded leagues. Um, we introduced uh, more levels of competition um, and probably better levels of competition. We had 13 aside football to, to uh, a lot as well. We helped with, in relation to that because, um, you know, I think it, it was, it's needed for, for smaller clubs to encourage them. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a, that's an ongoing question and it'll be... I suppose part of it, but we sent we uh, Dahi Gallagher and Ronan Karan in, in Bordenog have sent out the 2020 census now. Um, the figures when we we had went up to 2019. So what we the basis of the reason we delayed the 2020 census figures going out till till this year was because we just wanted to capture two points in time, and the the first thing is for clubs to uh, review we'd say the COVID year 2020 and to see uh, exactly how many players they had participating uh, in 2020 for the very short season that it was. Um, towards the end of October, November, when the season finishes again, we'll send out the 2021 census. And then um, at that stage, we'll have a really good idea of uh, how our player retention uh I, did it work or did it not in those in those three years, nineteen twenty and twenty one, and that that'll be the the you know that's that's for later in the year, but it, it's, it's it's something that we hope to have ready for for a convention, I suppose, in December, just if we can, and and you know see is there is there any aspects that we have to worry about or any aspects that we you know we we can be happy about, like because I think there was a general trepidation last year that that uh, kids mightn't go back, and it was. You know, there was uh, parents had legit, legitimate concerns around around uh, COVID and around how the clubs would would look after them. Uh, I think that the, the the clubs responded magnificently. The protocols. I was I happened to be at, at, at a, a lot of games because I'm involved with, with with teams in my local club. Um, you know, and just even people coming into the games, the signing in sheets. Uh, Parents, you know everything. Any game I was at, you know that people were aware of the protocols. They were aware of the of this of the situation that was, you know, that was that was ongoing in the country. And I think, re really, and I, I, I would 
probably it's an overgeneralization, but from my own personal experience is that kids and especially the kids between uh, the primary school age group and secondary school age group have a much di- better understanding of the rules there. They, they were washing their hands there. You know, they were doing the basics before the rest of us were at the very start of this because of the, the, the guidance they got in schools. So that carried over then to, to GA clubs. It's carrying over now. Uh, you know, they're still doing it. They're, they're the ones attending school every day. They're, they're getting their, the preparation from the, the, the teachers in primary and secondary schools. So next week when we go back um, to the non-contact side of it again, um, I think that'll be a, a, a really useful aspect that the kids have been back at school, that they're aware of the protocols. The GA have issued new protocols now for, for the coming weeks. Um, a lot of the stuff can be done online by parents. Again, parents are more aware of, of the online world in relation to all these things than they were last year. Um, so I think it should be just a case of, of probably taking up where we left off uh, in, in, that, in that respect, you know. That will certainly help for the betterment of players themselves. And just in terms of some of the club's conduct, maybe looking at this report, looking at the recent successes of not just Bal fantastically making it up towards senior football, but even the likes of Brafey, who were, of course, a junior club before. Are there any things that they could learn, not just from those specific clubs, but in terms of how to attract more players and keep them playing the game? Yeah, I suppose... The the again it, it probably goes back to what to the what we will be doing what we what we are doing you know I mean in in, in cases uh, I suppose we say Bal Brafey Park um, have benefited by the the explosion in the population in the in the general Castlebar area um, and again there was they have uh, facilities there and they have coaches there you know and they 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 built it up over a long over a long period um, I think they they give they give as many to give as many options in relation to under under uh, under I suppose goal games really is, is is where it that nursery education uh, the fact that you can with the tendency the, the the issues the rules we have is that every child gets a game uh, so we'll say when we have the likes of Bal and Brafey our, our our sort of level numbers wise our, our, our park and that and they would they might bring three teams each to a to a a blitz on a on a, on a weekend. That sort of thing. It's, it gives each team a game. Um, again, it's it's the the coach education aspect of it, uh, and I suppose then just probably clubs with board and org, uh, a vibrant board and org uh, system, and then again a, a player pathway, I suppose as well. You know, and that's uh, I'd say Bal would have had a, a, a and if it's just because you mentioned them there, Cleveland, I suppose they. In my time there, they had Bournemouth. They, I think, they won under sixteen B. They went on to win a, a minor A. Um, they went on to win, I think, under twenty one B, and then the the intermediate and the junior was sandwiched in between that. But the, the, I think the players in the club could see, you know, there was a player pathway there. Then if you if you work, if you worked hard, you trained hard, and you 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 kept uh, working away, you know, that you were going to. Uh, they, they had a there was a vibe I suppose there in the club Brafey have the same sort of uh, uh, dynamic and a, a lot of clubs indeed have that in their own you know in their own in their own um, in the five years I was there I think nearly every club uh, in the county won a, a league title or a, or a, or a county title at, at whatever age grade you know so I think each team in the county has you know you'll, you'll always hear anecdotes you know our 
give us a few years and we have a group of lads coming up, you know. And I think that's, that's there is footballers in every club in, in the county. And it's, it's I suppose, it's clubs have had this hiatus now. Um, and it's to, I think that the advantage, the one, that's not an advantage, but of COVID, but I mean, um, it's the fact that you can see the eagerness in, in players to return to football. Um, I'd say last year was probably the, one of the more enjoyable years that, that underage players had. I think this year will be probably the same because the season will be just extended that bit longer. Um, for, you know, that extends into adult football, I think, as well. I think that you have, uh, we've had, we'll have more second teams probably than we'll ever have had before. Um, a mixture of 19, 20, 21-year-olds that are around for the, for the summertime. Uh, a lot of guys then in their their thirties that are playing football because of the fact that it's a it's a defined season now. You know they they're they're able to they're able to balance that. They're not going back playing football in February and not finishing until maybe December. You know uh, there's a balance. The calendars we had out other years would have provided for that, but there, there might have been again. And it was we were victims of our of our success at certain stages of Miogat to other environments and things like that. Uh, with our playing season, the split season, I think will will solve that. I mean, we there'll be no intercounty football after the the twenty ninth of August. So I mean, September and October are purely club months. We will have an awful lot of club football, hopefully in in the summertime in August, July, and hopefully June. Um, you know, so that that's that's it, there is a balance in the season. I think that that players will. Will embrace as well you know with the idea of this more regimented season that we are hoping to see from the ga going forward what would the opinion be on the plurality of sports in terms of what sports people play and how many sports they play in terms of focusing them towards one specific sport considering the mayo team as it stands stephen cohen himself background in swimming the likes of ryan o'donoghue in boxing and, and soccer as well you, know, you can clearly see Owen McLaughlin too with a cycling background. It certainly does seem to help his footballing game. Would it be something that could be encouraged for a wider array of sports to be offered to potential players at these clubs? Well, I, I suppose, like speaking from the GA perspective, I suppose our our goal is to have our our uh, members playing as many Gaelic sports as they can, uh, hurling, football, handball, rounders. Um, you know, and then like the there are. I, the two sports I'd complement last year really in relation to uh, approaching the COVID aspect of it were, were Tennis Ireland and, and uh, the, 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 golf, the Golf Union, the GUI, because they, they really started, they were the first sports allowed back. They were the first two sports that had the protocols in place. Um, and, you know, they, they provided a, a, a fantastic lead into that. Um, and I think our schools, again, are that's where... I suppose the the areas of sporting, you know, prowess begins, and and that physical education, and that's something that I suppose that uh, you know that I I I would really like to see. I suppose on a personal level, it's my own probably personal opinion that we I think we should have PE um, probably PE teachers uh, in primary schools. I know it's probably an aspiration for for a lot of primary school teachers out there, but um, you know. Um, that as many kids can be introduced to as many sports, you know, um, and to participate in them. I think that's the, the participation aspect of it because they all benefit, you know. And then I think when 
when players get older, then they they they'll, they'll pick and choose uh, what sports they're you know they have. And I suppose the, the probably the piece of advice I would be given to all p- parents and and competitors in every sport is is, is not to overdo it in the first couple of weeks. You know, I mean, I would be. Uh, you know, I think maybe 40, 45 minute training sessions starting off in, in the next couple of weeks. There's no need to, 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 you know, I think that next week will be actually a, probably a, a week of, of, of happiness and, and, and joy around the place when kids are going back playing tennis, soccer, Gaelic, hurling, um, you know, whatever field sports they can because just to get out there and, and play, I think that, that that's what they're, they're missing at the moment. And from the report itself, Con, are there ways that GA rules are going to be kind of maybe framed in the future if they are using the information that is coming from these uh, demographic reports. Will this allow them to allocate funding and resources in the future? Again, I suppose, like what it's it's a it's a it's a recommendation in the report that we look at how we can help how MOGA the 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 executive and the the management committee and the and the county board can work with the clubs in. In helping them to see what they can, how they can improve the facilities, um, there is a broader, of course, there's a broader aspect of of life now as regards people relocating, working from home. Um, you know, uh, so if we have that sort of, uh, that's that's an ongoing, uh, I think thing that we'd be looking at in relation to school population. Um, there was uh, there was a, a census. The census was delayed this year, so. You know, it'll be interesting to see how many people have moved back. Um, and there was uh, certain elements of rules that might be able to be incorporated for bylaws in relation to helping out smaller clubs. Um, you know, there might be a, an aspect where there might be a, a, what's in, as regards to not an amalgamation between clubs, but a cooperation arrangement between clubs. Uh, the smaller clubs maybe might play for a year or two years or three years uh, as an adult club. Um, the best the, the example that I would give would be uh, that happens a lot in Kerry where clubs would, would merge together for a year or two until they they have the numbers to to, to go back and, and feel separately again as adult clubs um, there is that there is that uh, element to it we were looking at different maybe different competition elements in it again and that's something that probably will be you know we'll be sitting down with Board Nogue later on again when their season is over with an overview uh, as to our fixtures and games. And then there's our uh, divisional uh, aspect as well. Uh, you know, the certain, certain divisional competitions, you know, are have been run off. They're hugely successful. And, and I mean, if we can find maybe central pieces and central areas in, in, in divisions uh, where people don't have to travel that far and they can all... They can all uh, play their finals there, play their games there, you know, those sort of things can be looked at. Um, I suppose when we come back, when, I, when we get the feedback from the clubs and then when we get back to the, probably um, going through the bits and pieces that we have that we have set aside, that we have to have completed by by the end of this year, it's, it's mainly this year will be mainly a more information gathering exercise. Um, uh, hopefully putting the business cases together for uh, coaching if if this clubs if if there's if there's a request there for it, helping clubs out in that respect, um, you know, and sort of just trying to meet the the challenge over the next couple of years, you know, and to see where we are 
and just to it's a continuous improvement of <clears throat> of what we do you know i mean um we've we've had a minor all ireland in 2013 we've had um an under uh, 21 all ireland 16 we've a minor all ireland semi final or 17 all ireland semi finals uh, kind of titles etc or 20 all ireland final you know it's those things uh, don't happen by accident they've to happen over a period of time I suppose an example I'd give you there is really the the first time with was a sort of a, a an underage structure. The coaching structure in the county was mooted was back in 1997, I think. Um, nine years later, so that would have been nine years later. We won under 21 All Ireland. So when that revamp of coaching took place, it was probably aimed at under 12s, under 10s. You know, so those lads nine years later were 21. You know, they were they were used to of a probably the first revamp of coaching before that, you know, there was, there's been, we've been developing right through over the years. And I think that's part of this, this issue is that we don't stand still. We, we keep developing as, as a, as a county and as an organization, just to improve our, uh, improve and, and our standards all the time. I understand you'll be collating the information and the data that will be coming at the end of this year in terms of how much remote working may have benefited the demographics here in Mayo and I know you mentioned too the lack of a census this year maybe throws a spanner in the works, but hopefully we will realise in time that perhaps there may be the real panacea could be remote work, allowing young people and those maybe older too to relocate here, stay in their home place, play for their club continuously, as opposed to travelling to another city or country for work. That's it. That's it, Queen. I mean, that's and that's one of the, the I suppose the what we have at the moment is only anecdotal evidence but I, I mean I would have had uh, queries now from, from two clubs who wouldn't really have had uh, B teams at other levels in other years and they're both the both clubs are entering B teams this year in respective competitions they mightn't be the, the, the strongest teams in the world but it, it's re, it's what really is we have is they have a senior group of footballers and, you know a, a uh, a team that they would have been their core outfit and then they have a second team um, and that is really promising I suppose from, from both those areas uh, one in North Mio and one in West Mio it just is it's, it's, a, it's, it's a thing that we wouldn't have you know the, the clubs that they have people that have relocated that, that um, are, as, as you said are working from home and we have whether the, the, the 18, 19 or 20, 21 year olds you know they mightn't um, that you know they don't have that opportunity to go abroad that they would have had in other years um you know whether that keeps keeps up whether they decide to stay around or whether they decide to go away we won't know again but i mean it is it's a benefit too that if we have the, if we have competitions for them uh we hope to run under 19 competition this year as well after the leave and start finishes um you know that's still in the in the pipeline those things i think it's it's if we have these uh players around I think we have to it's we owe it to them to give them competitions to play in then as well you know excellent stuff Con Moynihan many thanks for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show and we wish you all the best with this important work that you're doing for the county no problem thanks, thanks, thanks for your time